Welcome to the Breaking the Barrier podcast. This is episode 75. This podcast is sponsored by Generation UCAN, the smarter energy nutrition that's powered by Superstarch, a slow-release complex carbohydrate that uniquely delivers steady, long-lasting energy to keep you fueled and feeling good. Visit generationucan.com.au and use the coupon code BREAKINGTHEBARRIER for 15% off your first order. That's generationucan.com.au and use the coupon code BREAKINGTHEBARRIER. Listeners of the Breaking the Barrier podcast can now also enjoy a 10% discount on these Spartan races. All you have to do is go to spartanrace.com.au and enter any race that you want and enter the code Breaking the Barrier upon checkout when entering for that race and you will receive 10% off. That's spartanrace.com.au and use the coupon code Breaking the Barrier. Welcome to the Breaking the Barrier podcast. I'm Andrew. And I'm Zach. Welcome to episode 75, which we thought was going to be a listener episode. Right. There's a little bit else happening on in the world right now. Yeah. So we're going to we're going to delay the listener episode. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to actually make that listener episode episode 100 because that's that's a nice round number. Uh, True. Three round numbers. Two round numbers. Two round two round numbers because they're really legitimately and literally round. And then one round number overall. One. Well, one straight number. Breaking the barrier, continuing to bring you math. In geometry. Yeah. Those are shapes. Awesome. Rock on. So episode 100 will be our listener episode. So we're going to just continue collecting lots of things. And I think the reason is we've had so many great shout outs over the last couple of weeks. When yeah. we went back and had a look at things that people had learned from us, a lot of it was being reflected in those shout outs. Exactly. So we're gonna we're gonna put we're gonna basically compile all that and, and put them into that episode. And you know, we've already had some great We've already had some great feedback already about, I said already like seven times there, but we've had some great feedback about what you've learned so far. So we're looking forward to pulling that out. But the good news is... Most important thing of all... The competition. There's still the competition to draw. So exactly. for everyone who entered the Generation You Can competition, that's people who went onto Facebook or Instagram, uh, put forward you know an inspirational post or something that they'd observed or learned from the podcast, tagged Breaking the Barrier, tagged Generation You Can Australia or .au. You have been entered in the competition. So Indeed. we have the list of entries here. Give it a shake. Let's see what happens. Okay. And we are going to draw third place. Third place. Third okay. place first. Going with third place. The winner of third place is, is Lenny Coombs. My man. Lenny Coombs, well done. Thank you for posting and sharing your thing. We'll feature that in episode 100. But Absolutely. you get. You get a box of Generation You Can snack bars. So I'm not sure which flavor the Generation You Can is going to give you. I'm hoping chocolate peanut butter because that's my favorite, but who knows? But. Just so you all know, Generation You Can snack bars, those are great for pre-race. Like have a half bar before you race, about 10, 15 minutes, and then a half a bar every 10K or so. If you're in a really small type race, just the half, as in a short distance race, just the half before that race is is good enough. And it's got that patented super starch formula to give you that longer lasting healthy energy to avoid you bonking later on. And if you're from America, it's patented. What did I say? (laughs) You said patented because that's what people here say. That's what... It's called English. I... <laughs> okay, number two. Number two. Going back in. Number two. I'm going to draw this one out. All right. And the winner of number two is... 
Am I saying it? You get to say it. Oh, that's exciting. Yes. Maria. So we all know Maria, who obviously posts in the Breaking the Barrier group a lot. Personal friend of mine and really, really motivational person overall. If you want to hear from Maria, episode 25, I think was the Park Run episode. It was. Matter of fact, it was just over a year ago that we put that episode out. Yeah, so you can go hear Maria talk about what she got out of Park Run and also what she's putting back into uh, the Breaking the Barrier community. So, you know, always good for one or two posts a week uh, and keeping it on topic and focusing on those inspirational stories. So, well done, Maria. I think you probably entered like nine times. Uh, (laughs) Seriously, you uh, deserve it. So probably, you know, good to walk away with at least second there. Totally. All right. All right. Now, the grand prize winner. So the grand prize winner, of course, is going to receive a Generation You Can sample pack, which has a little bit of everything, including the snack bars, uh, the some of the protein-enriched powder, the electrolyte powder, some of the electrolyte uh, little sachets that you can just put into your drink bottle. So it's a really, really great way to get started onto Generation You Can, and it'll last you for at least a few, uh, few different races. Now, if this is all sounding great, and you're like, wow, I hope I win, but I also hope I entered the competition, or I wish I could have gotten some of this stuff, go to Generation You Can forward slash Breaking the Barrier and enter the code Breaking the Barrier for 15% off your first order. Totally. So even if your name doesn't come out next, you've got a chance to get some of that good stuff. Absolutely. I was going to say absolutely, but I shouldn't have said no. fuck on that. Okay. All right. <laughs> Mary Poppins just took a real turn then, didn't it? Indeed. Okay, so let's do this. Grand prize winner. Here we go. Round and round she goes. Where she stops, nobody knows. All right, I'm just going to pull it out. Is he? <laughs> All right. It's a little prize. The winner is... Wow. Dean Milligan. Way to go, Dean. Congratulations, Dean. This is going to be enough stuff for you to probably survive your next ultra, whenever that is. Totally. You know, thank you for all the observations you've put in and sharing your journey. You know, the massive year last year and then what you've learned from that and how that's setting up for success this year as well. Absolutely. And just really, really... Uh, really excited about how many times you post and tag breaking the barrier really is awesome all of you that we've mentioned today and all of you that we haven't really love how much that you post and and how excited you are about it if you were one of the winners today myself or zach will contact you and get your address so that we can get generation you can to send you that stuff or if you're somebody that i see or zach sees daily we'll just do it that way yep so thank you to Generation You Can for sponsoring this competition. Thank you for everyone over the last, probably about the last six or seven weeks or so who, yeah. who have entered it. Uh, and yeah, we look forward to doing it again in the future. But, Absolutely. Uh, that listener episode number 100 is where we're going to next have that chance to read out everything. Totally. So got 25 episodes to get to that. Indeed. So keep sending in your answers. Just because you haven't sent them in yet, it's not too late. And we're looking forward to getting them. I might even try to figure out a way to get... Because uh, I, I, now on Anchor, which of course the podcast yeah. is on... And it seems like I do shout outs for Anchor, even though they're not sponsoring us. I I feel like I need to call them and be like, you know, I need back pay here. Mm. Um, There is a way with Anchor that we can actually get voice messages from our listeners. That would be cool. That'd be cool. So then they're actually reading out their own. uh, I think they might have to download the app. Okay. Uh, but even if they don't, even if they don't want to download the app, maybe we just get people to send in voice memos and we just put yeah. it in that way. So if you're awesome. embarrassed hearing your words read out on the podcast, wait until we make you actually say them yourself. Exactly. I mean, that's going to be torture. That, totally. I, <laughs> damn, I hate hearing my own voice, but you know, we love hearing yours. I don't. I listen to us three yeah. times. So do I. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's go into the next part of the show. Uh, shout outs. We've got a couple of good ones yeah. this week that Absolutely. have been coming out. 
Um, the first one, I want to start with a new member to Breaking the Barrier, uh, and a lady who I've had the honor of running with once before in a race, Casey Hyde. Um, so she had this to say, my name is Casey, and I have a guide dog called Bridget. I started my exercise journey in Perth 2013. I was sick of being disabled. So for those of you who haven't heard of us talk about it in the past, Casey is vision impaired. Uh, and so when she runs, she runs with a guide. As at 2020, I have set a dream to see the famous rock before I lose the rest of my vision. She's talking about Uluru uh, here in Central Australia. Uh, and she's going to check out the Outback Marathon in July. I have a guide from Perth. I don't have many training guides in Melbourne. It is my dream to see Outback Australia and enjoy some time with a friend from Perth. If anyone can help me build up my support circle in Melbourne, please get in touch. I'm always ready to help people learn how to guide and I would really like to be outside. Awesome. So Casey's got an amazing story. Andrew and I are actually going to set up some time to interview her uh, over the next couple of weeks and mm -hmm. share that with you all because the journey she's gone on, the you know the way that she competes in different events uh, and the way she gets involved in the community and is you know an advocate for people with visual impairment and disabilities just generally is absolutely inspiring. So we think you'll get a lot out of that. But totally. Thanks for joining the community, Casey. I hope you hear this. And for everyone else, go check out that post, read a little bit about Casey's story, and hopefully you'll learn more about it when we do a podcast with her in a couple of weeks absolutely welcome to the club this next shout out comes from anthula who posted this in the facebook community group i volunteered at pepper tree park run as the loud enthusiastic marshal on the finish line straight i tried my first ever silks class at fizzy pole and absolutely loved it so anthula's talking about her weekend uh one one weekend that she had so she's putting a lot in mm. she's hoping by wednesday evening to be an accredited cert one Spoiler alert, she actually now is. So <gasps> congratulations, Anthula, for achieving that. I knew that. I just acted surprised. It was nice. Yeah. Good acting. We yeah. should do a play together. <laughs> she's <laughs> she's now, well, then, mm -hmm. heading out with four crazy fellas tomorrow to achieve one of our last few Oxfam Trail trial runs, Olinda to Croydon, 35 kilometers to the finish and a 100-kilometer week. Now, that's the run that you went with them, isn't that's it? That's the one that I went with yep. them. So we've just released the MIDI episode mm. uh, today on Saturday. Good timing. And you can hear a little bit about what I sort of observed from watching Anthula and the other guys on that 35K trek as they prepared for Oxfam. Absolutely. So, obviously, uh, I have put the Oxfam uh, charity into the, the show notes for that particular episode which is out this morning uh so you can go and help them they have at this point reached their, yep, they got their goal. goal yep and but you know every little bit helps of course because you know oxfam of course being the charity it is is just a great thing to donate to so you can check that out in those show notes and and thula congratulations i can't imagine her being loud and enthusiastic no no <laughs> that's um she might, when she comes out of her shell it'll be great indeed <laughs> yeah you could get on that now Anthula. that'd be great yeah. Um, the final shout-out we have is actually probably less of a shout-out and more of a question mm. from Amy. She wrote on the community, Morning, can we please discuss the logistics of a lunchtime workout? I just envisioned myself back at the desk, a sweaty mess in my workout gear, having mistimed the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of people jumped on and had different observations about lunchtime workouts and everything. Mm. Um they're tough. I they're, mean, I started looking at whether or not I could even do a lunchtime workout. It feels like I sort of just grab a sandwich as I run from meeting to meeting at the moment. So well, just getting your steps up. Yeah. Yeah. So finding the time to do one is tough it, it in the is first tough. place. I mean, it's almost like, you well, it's not almost, it is. You just have to sacrifice your lunch break sometimes. And, and there was a comment in, in the Breaking the Barrier community about somebody talking about, oh, 
lunch at work. What's that? And it yeah. was it was a funny reply. It was like, well, isn't that when you eat meal uh, eat a meal at your desk while still working? Yeah, pretty much so, these days. Yeah, and it raises an interesting point. You know, you get that lunch break if you can. I know we have limited time and we have to get our things done, but you've got to give yourself time to break away from work for a little bit, whether it be with an whether it be with a workout, whether it be just mm. zoning out for a little bit, practicing some mindfulness. If you can get some time away from the man, yeah. probably a good thing. In terms of working out, for me personally, I try to plan my workouts when I'm working in an office space or even if I'm on set and I know that I want to get a workout in, I try to do a workout that's not going to get me too, too sweaty. Right. So I'll plan it that way. And maybe it means that I have to get up a little bit earlier or, or make my run a little bit later in the day. But my workouts during work time will be generally a weight training oriented, some kind of cross training. If I want to get my heart rate up, maybe I'll do some circuit training. Yep. But that's how I beat that. And I have deodorant all the time. Yep. If I can take a shower, great. If you're part of a gym, find the closest one that's at your, you know, if it's a chain at yep. your work. But yeah, I think the, when you think about practicalities, the will you have access to a shower afterwards yeah. is an enormous factor big, in big, determining yeah. what sort of workout you're going to do. Exactly. I mean, where I work, we do have access to showers. Mm. And so then it really comes down to how do you prioritize the time to get away, get into the workout as quickly as possible yeah. while still making sure you warm up and take those sort of precautions and then finish it. The people I see who are most successful in getting a workout in during their lunchtime are sometimes the most busiest people at my work, yeah. but they're super organized about it yeah. and they're super prioritized. So they'll turn up and they'll leave their desk and they'll have their clothes on underneath their workout. That's there. what I would do. Yeah. Gym shorts, gym t-shirt, ready to go, yeah. shoes ready to go. They are downstairs starting their warm-up within mm. five minutes of standing up in their break. Yep. And the same thing when they get back. Like, they've got it down to... And this is tougher for ladies. Ladies, you need to think about makeup and hair a lot more than us guys do. We yeah. tend just to towel off and we're good to go. Um, but they do try and get through that as quickly as possible. Yeah. So I think it really comes down to... Are you going to have a shower access? Are you going to have to redo makeup and hair and all that mm. sort of thing? Based on that, if you, if that's not an option, then something you said, like I saw yoga suggested, yep. something yep. long and slow, something that's more based on form yeah. rather than repetition is, yeah. is good to go. I mean, a, wor a workplace workout is a great time to focus on the things that you don't normally focus on mm. so that you, you can build yourself into a stronger self without sacrificing, you know, other things. You know, you, you might not be able to get that. 10 mile run in at work yeah that's what I was going to say if you're going to do like a running workout during your lunch break it's not the time to go do a long slow run exactly that's when hill intervals come in that's yeah. where some sprints come in yeah. that's why you're doing that speed work something that you want to go hard for 20 minutes 25 yeah. and then you're done exactly and logistically if you have a half hour break you only have probably 15-20 minutes and you know best case scenario five minutes shower and get ready yeah and then five minutes to just chill out before you have to start working again so it's it's high intensity interval if, if you can shower otherwise the the answer that you might want not want to hear is that you'll have to just sit through work sweaty yeah yeah i mean that i mean i definitely i think about when i was a kid and i used to go out at lunchtime at school and do all this sport and then go sit in a classroom we must have stank. We must have stank hard. Like really like, bad. Like dude. I, full disclosure, I ran here to do the podcast with Andrew. I'm sitting here a little bit sweaty after yeah. my run. I feel disgusting. But I don't so, smell you. Thank you. No, no, thank you. Oh, good. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, no, I remember going out for recess and I was very active. I guess I don't remember the sweatiness of it. And and gym class yes. and everything. I mean, we I never guess... used to shower after gym no. here in Australia. I know that there's all these movies about in America that even have... in, even in my school, not really. Like no? maybe after a sport, you know, after school, you'd... Okay. but 
gym class. You'd ne- no, we used to go back to school, yeah. back to class sweaty. Yeah. So. I mean, you had a change of clothes for gym, but yeah. maybe I just didn't work hard enough. Or I, I don't remember sweating that much. Mm. I know. I remember once when I was working, you know, 20 years ago in the gym industry, mm. I would ride to work. And turn up at work and then work the day and then ride home. And I'm like, how did I possibly do that? Yeah. I must have been just disgusting. Like, no wonder I was a bad treadmill salesman. It probably wasn't my style. It was probably just how I stank. Yeah, they just didn't want to They didn't want to talk to you. Yeah. yeah. So if this is turning you off doing a lunchtime workout because you're worried about how yeah, bad you'll Yeah, this took a weird this bad turn. took a weird turn. <laughs> You've just got to control it. Yeah. So, you know, things like... You know, bicep curls, bicep work, yeah. upper body work. Take, you know. Get a resistance band and bring it with you. Yeah, smaller muscle groups, yeah. more focused groups, focusing on form, focusing on technique. If you can get out there and do some running type stuff, high intensity burst work. Mm. You want hills, you want stairs, you want intervals. You don't want a long, cruisy, easy pace run. No. That's not the point of a lunchtime workout. No. The other thing you've got to be careful about, though, is if you build a routine where you're going out and doing a lunchtime workout every single day, well, if you're now doing high-intensity stuff every day, you've got to be careful of that yeah, as well. You've got to switch it up. Mm-hmm. You've got to switch it up. Yeah, so that's a really good point. So you, you don't want to be doing high-intensity every day because if you're only working that one system in your body, mm-hmm. you're going to get injured. It's it's the same principle like we talk about when we're running. We can't always run fast. Yep. We can't always do the tempo run. We can't always do the PBs. We have to have those easy runs. Otherwise, just one system gets worked and... Not good. Yeah. And then the final tip would be refueling. So if you mm. go out there and you do that work and you've sort of, you know, you've done it in your, in your lunch break, that doesn't mean that you can skip actually eating. Yeah, you have to eat. Yeah. So, but think about the kudos you're going to get when you rock up to that meeting and you've got your protein shake or your bar and someone says, oh, what's up with that? Oh, I have to have a protein shake today because I went out and I did a workout during lunch. My body is a temple. Yeah. Humble brag. Indeed. So Yeah. So Indeed. looked forward to that as well. Totally. So, Amy, hopefully that helps a little bit. There was a whole bunch of other good ideas in the community. And if that sparked something in you, jump on there and reply to Amy's post as well. Absolutely. Cool. All right. Where are we headed to now? Well, is there really anywhere else to go? No. At the moment? Not really. Probably not. Damn COVID. I know. It's just ruining everything, isn't it? Really, really. It's just (laughs) pissing me off. I'm just like, oh, man. And, you know... Because I said a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about this or last week when we were talking about this, and whenever I talk about this to anybody, my biggest thing is don't buy into the panic. And I still stand by that. But it, it's you really know, hard now. It's really hard because it is obviously a thing. Yeah. But the problem is people aren't exercising intelligence and they're feeling sick and they're going out anyway and it's just spreading and spreading and spreading. And, you know, obviously there's no cure. There's no vaccine. Yeah. There's no... It, so. uh, it is really funny. I reflect on when we started talking about it like four weeks ago. Mm. And we were like, oh, this race is in question. And, yeah. oh, I wonder what's going to happen with this. There's no questions and now. And this week, it just all got cancelled. Yeah, like in the past like 72 hours, everything yeah. has like blown up. Everything's gone. Yeah. So, I mean, in Australia, they've introduced a ban on any non-essential meetings of more than 500 people. Yep. Which has basically knocked out most of the running events that mm. are scheduled for the next three to four months. Yeah. Um, it really is now feels like a question of when things are going to be cancelled, yeah. not if. Um, a lot of events that were on this weekend, just like literally in our local area. So Andy and uh, Andrew were going to do a run tomorrow, a 10K, 10K race yeah. that we spoke about. That got cancelled. Yeah. Um, and that probably wouldn't have even been 500 people, I'd no, say. No, I don't think it was last year. But it's part. It's organized partly by the local council, yeah. and they made a policy yeah. that they weren't going to do and it. And you just got to be safe. You know, you got to be safe. And mm-hmm. the thing you got to remember is if you're getting kind of frustrated, you know, I'm not going to tell you not to get frustrated. Mm. You know, it's a human emotion. But the canceling mm. these things 
not because they're panicking, but they're panicking these things to protect you because there are bound to be people who show up that, you know, aren't using, aren't exercising intelligence because they feel sick and they're going to go anyway because they want their PB or even people that are harnessing this disease and they don't know about it because it's got that incubation period. You know, it's just, they've got to uh, be safe about it. You know, it's like they don't know. Yeah. It's better safe than sorry, unfortunately. Yeah. And so what they've decided is in America, I mean, Boston has now been Boston, deferred. One of the world major marathons. Yep, that's you know, and, and some would almost argue that's the most prestigious of that's, the Abbots. Yeah, because that, it, everybody it, wants to get into Boston. They, yeah, they don't talk about their London qualifying time no. or their Berlin qualifying no. time. They talk about Boston it's qualifying. It's a BQ, it's the Unicorn Marathon. And so that's a big one that's gone. Um the locally here, there was, a, I think, about six or seven different Cancer Council Relay for Lives were meant to be yep. happening today, yep. which is like a 24-hour event where you do laps to raise money for the Cancer Council. Which affected you. Yeah, well, yep. I, I was going to be doing that. That got cancelled because, you know, people who are battling cancer and have low immune systems not and a, yeah. a respiratory disease, not a great combination. No. So it makes a lot of sense. Uh, there's a lot of stuff happening with that one because that was for the Cancer Council my entry fee and all that sort of stuff was kind of more of a donation anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I kind so of you, don't feel okay overcast. Yeah. There's a run coming up uh, called Run for the Kids, yep. which has been cancelled. Yep. And again, a lot of people are sitting there going, oh, well, that's my entry fee and that was going to be a donation. So yeah. I kind of feel okay with that. There's a lot of other races where online people are reacting going, well, this was a race for a race. It's not for a charity. Yeah. And I don't get my money back. No. And there's a whole bunch of conversations about, well, do you know what actually goes into organizing a race? Exactly. You don't it's just like, put up a marquee the yeah. day before. It's not, and they paid for this stuff, you know, it's yes. not something that they can control. A lot of, not a lot, well, some races are offering, you know, credit toward the next events. I know Spartan will do that. Yep. I'm pretty sure Rotary Run will do that. Yep. Um, they'll, they'll, you know, they'll postpone it and they won't make you pay again. But, you know, sometimes they will. The freaking, this is off topic of racing, but the Warren Dyke Film Festival where Impulse is going to do some stuff. Yeah, cancelled. Cancelled. Damn it. Yeah. Um, The Melbourne Comedy Festival. Cancelled. Yes, cancelled. That got cancelled as well. Indeed. Um, there's, I meant to be... Broadway shutting down. Yeah, I saw that. Well, the, the, the Hollywood. Huh? Yeah, oh, yeah. They, they stopped production on the DC shows yeah. on the CW. So that's not good. I mean, I'm meant to be presenting at a conference on Wednesday evening. I'm not sure if I'm going to go because yeah. um, there's going to be you know, several hundred people yeah. there. We're filming a scene tomorrow for Impulse, and we have 60 or 70 extras. Right. And we've, we've sent out a thing just like, if you don't feel well, don't come. If we see you sneeze like once, we're going to kick you the gout. Yeah, Wow. So it's, it's absolutely just having a ripple effect. I think the other thing is that a lot of the races are, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but a lot of them are saying, oh, well, we're cancelling our event in March, April, May, and we're postponing it to last mm. to later in the year. And so there's actually an interesting thing where, go back and listen to last episode when we talked about the sequence of like the six major marathons. Yeah. But all the six major marathons- They're going to be like- Back two weeks back. apart. Yeah, they're going to be. Like, you could legitimately do all six of them in like twelve weeks that's if the, you qualify. That's the marathon maniac you want to be. That's the one you want to be. But I just don't know where we'll be there. No. Like, but do you know? It also raises another point. I was talking uh, to my voice teacher this morning, and he was saying that he it was a. I think his. They have like an annual like singers teacher conference or something like the professional teacher hmm. teachers, and it's like October. And he's like, that was cancelled. I'm like, in October? That's like seven months away. Well, I mean, Melbourne Marathon's in October. And I'm like, I don't think I'd enter the race now. No, you wouldn't want to. No. Because you just don't know what's going to happen. But also, it's like, I feel like seven months away to cancel something, maybe a little yeah. bit jumping the gun. 
Well, they're talking pretty seriously about the Olympics now. Yeah. Very seriously. At the very least, like I said last night, it's closed event. AFL's playing to zero crowds. Yep. But that's the reason that they stopped the NBA playing yes. is because they were playing to close crowds, but the crowds were still going and showing up outside the stadium anyway. Exactly. And the NBA is such a – of all the four major sports in America, it has the most access of fans to people. Yeah. So there was obviously that as well. They were talking about doing the March Madness NCAA tournament again to empty stands. Yeah, that's think, what I was looking at. Once the thing. NBA went, that was it. That was cancelled yeah, as no, that's, well. That's out. Um, Harvard has shut its doors. Yeah, it's just Crazy. incredible. Yeah. It's absolutely. Uh, it, it's a pandemic. Indeed, I, well, I mean, it absolutely is. So yeah. it's, and that's probably the thing to take away from this, as we've been saying, is it's. You don't want to overreact, but you do but need to be aware. You, do, you do you need to educate yourself. Practice safe hygiene. Wash your hands. Like, you know, if you don't, if you can avoid crowds, probably do it. And look, again, if you're a healthy individual under the age of 60, well, yeah. 50, you'll, you'll be fine. Like, if I were to get this or if Zach were to get this, yeah, it would be inconvenient, but we'd be fine. What what you don't hear in the media is that there are already over 65,000 cases that have gotten over it. They're mm, fine. Yeah. They only tell you about the negative stuff. China right now is actually getting better. Like, yeah. things are getting better. Today, the uh, American stock market's actually closed on one of the best days. Obviously, a yeah. shitty week, but best day that they've had in a long time. So that was a good thing. So you got to focus on the positives, which I think is a good segue yeah. into talking about what we're going to talk about. I mean, about. there is some things to talk about. I, I'm probably... The first thing I would approach it as would be if I was someone who had been training for one of these cancelled races, yeah. um, who has missed out on that now is to look at the positive. We, gotta see we the always positive. talk mm. about the race at the end is not the point. It's no, the journey. It's the journey. And uh, personally, I'm seeing posts on, say, running pages. My marathon might be canceled. Should I still run today? It's like, yeah, you should. Because whether your marathon's there or not, you're building this incredible fitness. You're going through this incredible journey. And just because you can't race on the day that you want to race... You still want to keep that journey going. Yeah, don't stop running. I mean, if you've made the decision to make running part of your lifestyle or keep something that has brought you joy over the past 12 weeks, 16 weeks, don't let this stop you. Mm. If you're not sick and you don't have the virus or yeah. you're not caring for someone Just who has the going. virus, keep going. The safest place you can be if you're healthy and well is outside running in the sunshine, yeah. breathing fresh air. Yeah. It'll help build your immunity and it'll probably give you a chance if you do come in contact with the virus to, to escape with a more mild case. That's it. And on the flip side of that, if you are somebody like me, for example, that has had back-to-back -back events basically for the last couple months and you heard me on the last couple podcasts saying... You were complaining I'm, about that. I'm, yeah, I'm <laughs> complaining about that. I'm tired because my body's tired and I'm, I'm getting ready for all this stuff. Now I kind of have a forced break mm. which will allow me to just take it easy a little bit and i can i'll still keep up my fitness but i won't yeah. have to train so hard and it'll allow me to separate some stuff and maybe get some recovery time in. yeah and i think anytime when you have a pause like this is a great time to do the next thing which is reflect yeah reflect on what you've been doing over the past couple of weeks or months that got you to this point where you were feeling you know ready for a race or a race was about to come mm. and go right did 
firstly, celebrate that journey that you've gone on. That's it. But then secondly, take the opportunity to go, okay, now how did I actually feel? If my race had been three weeks from now, am I where I would have wanted to be? Mm. Um, go back and learn from it so that the next time a race comes along that you will be entering in and you will be running, you've got that information now to make changes and adapt and do what you're doing. Re- reflect on the accomplishments, celebrate the work that you've put in, and also use that as a springboard to improve for next time. Exactly. I mean, there's so many positives that we can take away. For example, you know, family time. Yes. I mean, what do we as runners always complain about? Oh, no, sorry. What do our families always complain about? We're either not there because we're running. Exactly. Or we're there, but we're asleep on the couch because we're tired because mm-hmm. we got up at five o'clock in the morning to run so that we could spend time with them. Yep. Or we're always eating. Exactly. Yeah. Or we can't we can't go out and have a late night drinking yeah. or something. Not yeah. that you want to binge drink all the time but no sometimes it's okay (laughs) but now with these races being canceled it's a good time to focus on that family time the friends that you have and you know there's nothing you can do about it so enjoy what can come of it you know rather than delaying time that you're spending with your family you know less naps mean more time with your spouse or your friends you know less eating means well, less eating. <laughs> yeah. More time to catch up on those jobs around the house that you've been putting yeah. off. Um, you know, find ways to stay active around the house still and take your mind off it. Mm. Find a little project or rediscover a hobby. You know, Andrew's got two guitars here that are just gathering so much dust. Seriously. That he hasn't learned how to play. I see them every time I come into the room. Indeed. I can so, kind of play them. Well, you move them around and they make noise when you touch them. So I think that's, <laughs> that's kind that's, of a different that's, thing. That's, that's the and for those of you who were traveling for an event, because I know a lot of people invest great time yeah. and money to go travel for events. If you're traveling with your family and friends, well, you might not be doing that race that's there. But, but you still got a chance to be away with your family and friends. And guess what? That used to be fun before we discovered running. Isn't it? Yeah. Isn't that a strange thing that now all these these running destination holidays is we don't go on holiday to go on holiday. We go on holiday to run. Yeah. There are, I mean, there are, of course, those of you who do this that do appreciate. Yeah. But there's a lot of times where I know I'm guilty of it when I went to Canberra. Yeah. I, I, I kind of like fell in love with that city a little bit. I mean... It, because it reminded me sort of the layout of, of Washington, D.C., but I didn't really get a chance to enjoy it because I was so focused on the marathon. Yeah, I know. My friends, as part of our planning our trip to Thailand, one of them said to me at one point, are we planning our trip around your running whilst we're on holidays? <laughs> or yes. are you running? Into-? <laughs> and it was like, yeah, you know what? I had pretty much made the entire my entire investment in this trip be around, well, when was I going to run? Yeah. How was I going to run? And I know whenever I've done you know, traveled for an actual running race, mm. then that's the only thing that, that matters. Well, now I can actually go hang out with my friends. And you know what? Have that extra beer Absolutely. during the night and not have to get up at five o'clock in the morning yeah. or something like that. That's always a Hang plus. out with my wife and, you know, have a date night or watch a movie or something, mm. you know. Maybe actually join her in that bottle of wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nice. And, you know, if you do want to keep going on that, if you want, like for me mm. personally, I'm probably going to get up tomorrow and run a 10K as fast as I can just mm. to... Just to see where I'm at, you yep. know, because it was a race, it was a milestone, but it was also a chance for me to see if I've improved in my fitness, what I need to work on. So I'll go out and yes, I might run slower because I don't have the adrenaline of race mm. day, but it'll be it'll be nice to just still push myself a little bit. Yeah. If, yeah. You've, if you've taken your time to set those goals, mm. you don't have to abandon those goals no. just because no one else is organizing a run for you. Now, and yeah. chances are, if your race has been postponed, it's postponed with enough time 
to re-prep for it. Yeah. You know, do your tapered, do your actual run, or you know, if you're if you're getting ready for a marathon, you don't have to run a marathon if you don't want to, but maybe run a half or something on the day that you were supposed to do it and try to set a PB. Yeah. And then do your reverse taper and then get back into your training for the next event. Yep. Yeah. Of course that uh, avoids the obvious advantage of having your races cancelled. You get to sleep in yeah. a little bit. Yeah. So before we started this podcast, Andrew and I were talking about how neither of us are enjoying early morning running at the moment. No, neither. No. I used to be someone that was getting up at 4.30 in the morning to mm. do it two hours and, yeah. and loving it and actually looking forward to it. My snooze button on my alarm clock is just bald yeah. because I'm smashing it at the moment. I haven't gone on an early morning fasted run in about a month. But then I ran to your place today and I just clicked into like five minute Ks. No problems yeah. at all afternoon runs are where it at so again sometimes the reason why we do training in the early morning is to prioritize the time and everything you've got a little bit less pressure now yeah you can sort of maybe take a bit of a break sleep in play with it a little bit focus on recovery sleep is such a massive part of recovery mm. maybe that will be something that'll help you as well absolutely and if you do if you do want to run a bit of an event keep in mind that we do have now the breaking the barrier group on strava if you're part of strava you can Get on there. We have an event coming up on April 1st. Now, the event is set at 7 a.m. on April 1st. doesn't matter if it's, you know, whatever, because uh, not everybody's going to run at 7 a.m. Obviously, it's not going to be April 1st for everybody at the same time. So get on Strava. Run a distance, run your favorite distance, whether that's a that's a, that's a a 5K, 10K, a mile, or yeah. a half marathon, all the way up to an ultra. Whatever you want to do, run it, tag it as the April Fool's jokes on you, COVID, <laughs> breaking the barrier, run. If your favorite distance run is an ultramarathon, you do need to... Help. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so that's a Wednesday. So that's a good opportunity to, yeah, do something different. Go yeah. out. If you don't normally do a morning run, do a morning run. Yeah. Try a lunchtime run. Maybe yeah. book into your diary for Wednesday, the 1st of April, a lunchtime run and see if you could use something there. April, or, fool your body into something different. Or go out in the afternoon or at nighttime with some friends and then hang out with them afterwards. Totally. So I think that's absolutely going to be an opportunity there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there are absolutely some positives you can take away from any change in plans. A change in plans does not have to be a bad thing. It's no. an opportunity. Absolutely. So I guess the, the lessons from us is one, don't use it as a waste. Don't stop running. No. Two, reflect on the fitness you've gained. Three, it's more time for you to train for something. Change your goals. Yeah. Look at something different like the virtual race. Sleep in. That's my fine. favorite. Sleep in's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then finally, if you are going away, still take that trip and enjoy it with your family and friends, but possibly with a different focus. Totally. Yeah. Totally. So hopefully that's a bit of a positive spin on some of the obvious negative yeah. stuff that's coming out. So what's up with you at the moment now? You were going to do your 10K run tomorrow. You had a few events planned. Yeah, yeah. So my obviously my 10K for tomorrow has been canceled. I'll still try to do that. Uh, Andy and I will, you know, do our race at some point in the future when the Rotary does its thing. Spartan has been canceled for the next basically couple months all globally. Uh, glo globally? Globally is what we call that big thing. That That's we, right. Yeah. We sit on it and it goes around the sun. Unless you're a flat earther, in which case, shut up. <laughs> um, so the Spartan's been canceled. Uh, so Andy and I were also going to be doing that. And oh. we're kind of bummed about that. Because that was actually going to be Andy's first age grade. Oh, really? He wasn't yeah. going to go open team. He no, was going to go age grade. grade. Yeah. Oh. So, but, we, you know, we'll, we'll, they will do it. And that was going to be my first hurricane, of course. Um, so that's... And then I got the Geelong half, which I don't know. I haven't heard about the Geelong half yet, but yeah. I think there's probably... Well, it seems like 99% of yeah. events have been cancelled at the and moment. Do you know what? I'm, I'm still... Obviously, it's kind of hard with the Spartan, but 
I'm going to probably go out on that day. Maybe I'll use the, the half marathon distance as my April 1st, you know, uh, virtual run and just go out and try to PB it. You know, whether, you know, if the Geelong half does go ahead, I obviously won't do that the three days before. But yeah, yeah that's... Um, that's and events like Park Run are still going mm. um, at the moment, so I think yep. some some countries some have country, shut down Park like Run. Like USA and Canada um, are not Park Running at the moment. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Downsview that I went to in Toronto it announced that it wasn't running this weekend yeah. because of that. Here in Australia, they still are. They still are. And do you know what? Uh, Park Run did issue a uh, Park Run Australia did issue a statement saying, "Look, at this stage, we're still going. Keep an eye. They do have a website. You can check it out. Uh, their Facebook mm. and obviously their website." Uh, they do have like updates going. So right now, yeah, Park Run Australia is still going, uh, but I think probably the run directors, uh, the event directors, sorry, are going to start sort of using their own judgment in terms of the uh, individual events. So. Well, I know that um, here in Australia, in Melbourne, the Albert Park Park Run had the Grand Prix was meant to be happening this weekend. Mm. The Grand Prix got cancelled. Yeah. They didn't reinstate the Albert Park Park Run because that was partly because it's set up for a Grand Prix at You're the right. moment. Yeah. But then the Park Run just up the road from them, which was going to get so many more people coming to it because mm. Albert Park was shut down, mm. also need to say, we just can't run it because we don't have enough volunteers to run an event yeah. that is going to be somewhere in the several hundreds. Mm. And I think part of it was, it's not just about the logistics of running a Park Run event right now. It's running it in a way that is safe and yeah. secure and yeah and i think that's something where park run will have its policy but then other event directors are going to have to make the call yeah. depending on their that, personal circumstances that's it. so if 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 you can get to a park run if, if nothing gets canceled next week i recommend going because i mean not that they'll be canceled indefinitely no. but probably two three weeks at some point you can probably expect that those events might be delayed so whilst you can it's nice to go out in the sun and do something physical yeah. exercise yeah, with, with people yeah absolutely and you know it is what it is. Like we mm. said, just make the most of it. Have a sleep in on Saturday if it is cancelled. I yeah. know I've been having my fair share. <laughs> so. Yeah. So, I mean, and then for me, I, I mean, my next run, other than the stuff I was going to do this weekend, is I've got Brimbank yeah. 50K Ultra scheduled. Which has for, not yet been cancelled. Hasn't been cancelled. And I think that will be an interesting one because um, it's a small event. Yeah. Like it probably, across all of the different races, all the way from the kids 2K up to the 50K Ultra... I don't know if it would get to 500 people. No, because yeah. last, like I said, last year it was like 60 or 70 in the Ultra. Yeah, no, not even maybe, not even that. Like I think 30, 30 yeah, right. in the Ultra. Okay. So I just the Ultra itself maybe will it was not, 70 all too. Yeah. yeah, I think between the Ultra and the Marathon, maybe they were up around about that 70 to 100 range. Yeah. So in terms of the recommendation from the Australian government to 500 mm. people, it doesn't qualify for that. No. I did see today that a couple of countries have tried the 500 people thing and they've gone now to 200 people yeah so i think that's a number that's okay. going to float over the next little bit i don't know if it'll get cancelled i'm almost assuming it will just because mm. it feels like everything else is getting done yeah which would be a real shame because i know brett's like carving trophies for the winners and stuff that just mm. absolutely amazing yeah uh, and i love that event i wanted to get back there and check it out but for now that's kind of the next thing and then i've uh got my trip to thailand still booked That's so right. the australian government says uh it's issued do not travel or defer essential travel for all countries but yeah. it has not made any countries do not travel apart from the irans the italy's the china's that we had mm. before so at the moment i'm still planning to go to thailand i'm researching quite a lot what the situation is over there yeah. they've cancelled normally in april in thailand it's a month-long Thai New Year holiday 
that has been cancelled. They won't be doing any events over there Bummer. of gatherings. Uh, some of the videos I saw last night are just amazing, like these markets mm. that I went to 12, 13 years ago that were just absolutely packed are empty. Yeah. And at the doorway to every major shopping centre, there's guys in uniforms with face masks putting hand sanitizer on you as you enter and exit buildings. They're, they're scanning you with the thermometer things to make sure your temperature is uh-huh. okay. It's incredible. Yeah. Like, I, it, it feels weird to say this, but I almost feel safe yeah. going over there because I kind of feel like just sitting on a beach in the middle of nowhere is going to be as safe as anywhere. I reckon. But it's obviously got a bit of stress there because what happens if we're over there and flights and you, get cancelled and yeah. we can't get back. That's a toughie. I mean, yeah. And my company this week announced that it was going to have everyone in the major offices work from home. Wow. So I'll be working from home for the next foreseeable future as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, stuff is definitely changing. I, d- I don't think anyone in Australia is really unaffected by it right now. Now, um, whether you've got it or you don't got it, you're affected. Yeah. But, you know, I think it's going to be one of those things that in a month, two months, I'm hoping, I feel, that in a month, two months, we're going to look back and be like, gee, thank God that's over. Yeah. 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 Uh, man, I'm glad we did that. And it's kind of like I, I think about when the bushfires were happening, yeah. which feels like forever ago, yeah. but it was two months ago. Yeah. But when the Australian bushfires were happening and people were like, well, should I stay or should I go? Mm. And the government was like, we want you to go. Mm. If you don't have to be here, please go. And people got out of yeah. areas that were otherwise threatening. We probably saved lives then Absolutely. that wouldn't have been saved if we think about the way that Australia responded to bushfires five yeah. years ago, six years ago, where the advice given was really wishy-washy and people ended up staying to try and defend their homes and they lost their lives. And that's it. This time there was none of that and so people got out of bushfire affected. It feels like we're kind of doing the same with the COVID, which is let's take it really seriously. Yeah, let's just make yeah. the extreme calls and like you were saying before, the overreaction is what's mm-hmm. going to lead to the Thank God we overreacted because yeah. Yeah. we'd rather overreact and we're all safe. Obviously, the fear is that you get like fear fatigue yeah. and you start overreacting yeah. to stuff all the time exactly. and people eventually start ignoring it. But I was talking to a friend of mine and he was saying it's really interesting. If you look at countries that had like the avian flu or mm. the swine flu in previous years, their ability to handle this is actually quite high because they've gone through the drill of we need masks we need self-isolation we need hand sanitizer they're not seeing the they're seeing peaks because they're close in the asian region to the epicenter but But they're not not seeing the dramatic because they're ready for it they're ready for it they've gone through this before it's almost like a seasonal thing which is okay there's a new strain of flu that's it and that's you know what that's basically what i think worst case scenario will be is that every year we have this outbreak of coronavirus Mm -hmm. along with the flu and it's just something that we have to deal with because you know there are there in the foreseeable future not going to be a vaccine for this thing maybe in the next two to five years six years whatever but you know it's just gonna unfortunately i think be a seasonal thing which is going to change i guess the world of running because if like if these if these running events are being cancelled because of this virus, and this virus is going to be a seasonal thing, we're going to have to adapt the way we do running events. Yeah. We're going to have to put tighter cap fields. Mm. We're going to have to have much smaller events. Yeah. Um, we might that also might give an opportunity for different people to set up yeah. events because with smaller cap sizes, more people can go do different things. Mm. So so there might it might in, in, in a positive spin there might be more events that come out of this. Yeah. Mm. So it's, it's interesting. Um, I I feel really... Like, I was almost a denialist 
I feel like a couple of weeks ago in terms yeah. of oh it's not that big a deal and then it has this last week has just been really hard yeah no I must admit I, I've kind of been on that same train as well mm-hmm. I've been on the don't buy into the panic I still like I said don't buy into the panic I still believe that um, but yeah it certainly is something that because it, you know it just is what it is I mean it's just much it's getting bigger than we thought it was going to get but again, we have to focus on the positives that we're not hearing in the media, like mm. the fact that China's turning around, mm. like the fact that there are 65,000 cases that have mm. you know, turned out okay, uh, like the stock market ending on a pretty good day, even though the week was pretty shit. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I do think we need to look at that. Uh, but yeah, we, we do have to be serious about it. We do have to, you know, mm. just do what you normally should be doing. Mm. Wash your hands. Don't fucking sneeze into somebody's mm. mouth like <laughs> yeah that's such and that's, that reminds me that's the story i wanted to tell you yeah okay so i um so i went shopping this morning yeah with uh took my two girls and the dog we went for a walk we went back past the supermarket to get some stuff mm. walked in there did the normal thing any toilet paper no toilet paper no, isn't that funny ha funny, ha huh? um got my shopping and all that sort of stuff and my youngest daughter was with me in the in the shopping center whilst my eldest was outside with the dog and it got to the checkout queue and I was putting my groceries out there and the lady was starting to bag them up. And I could feel someone kind of behind me, but I kind of ignored it. Mm. And so the lady was like, oh, hey, how are you going? I said, yeah, I'm all right. How are you? Good, thanks. At that point, I was done. I'd done my chit-chat. Mm. And then I just hear this voice from over my shoulder go, I'm going to try not to swear. So I'm going to substitute different words in here. But where you hear a word, assume that the person was using a profanity. Okay. Oh, I'm pretty bad everything's pretty rubbish at the moment, isn't it? And I, me and the lady look over at this guy and, okay, that's a bit interesting. We're like, oh, okay, cool. Go back to, you know, her bagging my groceries and me trying to get out of there as quickly as possible. And then he said something along the lines of, yeah, I'm so sick of all these Chinese people coming in, spreading this stuff around and then taking all the stuff away so that none of us can get any supplies or any food or anything. And at that point, something in my brain yeah. just went... I've had enough of this. Mm. Like, like I've got a real problem with people in public acting in ways that they think they can get away with. Yeah. Because society this day is so afraid to call someone on, on that. On their crap. Yeah. Yeah, because, oh, this person could have a gun. This person could have a knife. This yeah. person could fight you. And so we let these assholes get away with stuff that 20 years ago, 50 years ago, they would have been society would have not let them get away with but now they can get away with it Mm. like people who think that they can be warriors behind the keyboard think they can also act like that in public Mm. and so i just turned around straight away and i said no mate i'm gonna stop you right there you're not you can't say stuff like that these that's being racist and that's spreading facts that are incorrect good for you man and he turned around and said oh what you're telling me that it wasn't um that this virus didn't start in like a wet food market in china or something like that i said no, I'm not saying that that's not the case, mate, but I'm also not going to get into a debate with you about how viruses are formed. Yeah. It's like, yeah, okay, maybe that's how it started, but guess what? That's not how it's spreading, No, correct. Buddy. And plus, the reason it starts there is because that's where the industrial world is kind of based now, mm. that sort of thing. 20, 200 years ago, it would have been in England. Yeah. 200 years before that, it would have been in Spain or mm. really like that. It comes from where the population is dense. Yeah. But let's not, you know, I didn't get into that debate with him. I yeah. said, forget about that, mate. It's not about one particular type of people. Right. It's about... All of us. And he's like, what? You eat that stuff, do you? Oh, my God. And I said, and, and I thought in my mind that he was talking about like eating like fish and stuff from the wet food market. Mm. And I turned around and said, yeah, I, I do eat that stuff. And he's like, what? So you eat bats, do you? Mm. And I'm like, 
what do you mean? He's like, well, that's how it started. It started because all these Chinese people started eating bats. And I mm. just said, mate, you are misinformed and ignorant about the situation. Mm. And by the way, can you please stop using that language in front of my child? Yeah. At which point he did that thing which he was like, oh, yeah, sorry, I'll stop using that language in front of your child. I'll be quiet. I'll shut up. I won't say anything. I won't talk about this problem. You know, I'm not going to bring up the fact that... I'm the victim. And I turned around and said, mate, I asked you to be quiet, please. If you could just, you know, I just want to get my shopping and go. Yeah. And he looked at me, and this is where I was wrong. He looked at me and he looked away. And I kept looking at him because I was like, I'm really had it, buddy. And then he looked back and saw that I was still looking at him. And then he saw that as a challenge. Ah, shit. And then at that point, he was like, oh, don't look down at me. Do you want to, do you want to go? Let's go in the car park. And I'm did like, he? Really? yeah, he did. And I just looked at him and I said, buddy, I've had a heck of a week. And he said, I've had a heck of a week too. I said, everyone's had a heck of a week. I really don't want to do this right now. And if you're thinking of starting something, please don't. Yeah. You know, and then I just kind of grabbed my stuff and went and got yeah. the hell out of there. Um, but it was, that's scary. Yeah. I mean, and, and just frustrating. Yeah. I mean, and that's one of those things where it's like, and I can't imagine what this poor checkout chick was saying. Like, yeah. she obviously, when this guy started talking, she was like, why is this guy talking in the first yeah. place? But then when he started going me, but I mean, I just couldn't handle that sort was of thing. Was your adrenaline I mean, just like... Oh, my adrenaline afterwards was absolutely crazy. Yeah. But I'm like, I understand that everyone's stressed, but that's not an excuse no. to let go of basic common decency. Yeah. And it's just it's one of those things where it's just people feel the need to start shit yeah, because that they just have to complain about something, or they have to challenge somebody. Like, just freaking get over I it. I said to my wife, if he had butted into the conversation and started speaking like an ignorant person about people hoarding toilet paper or why are they all taking mm. pasta, I would have just ignored it and tuned it out. Yeah, but but you go racial, and I it's mean, just this like, this wasn't and, like subtle stuff. No. This was like racial slurs at like a almost a raised yeah. voice in a public area. And I'm like... It's like dude, that's uncomfortable for everybody. That's, that's uncomfortable. sending a horrible message to my daughter. And, and too often we let stuff like that go. Yeah. And you just have to call it. But the problem with society these days is that some people you just can't reason with. No. Like me having a debate with him about the origins of viruses was not going to get me anywhere. No. Um, me using words of more than two syllables was not going to get me anywhere, to be completely <laughs> honest. But you just have to sometimes call people on stuff like that. Yeah. Because, you know, I... This is, you know, one of those things where I've got friends from all of these different... We all have friends from yeah. all different countries. Yeah. You would never go speak like that to one of your friends if they... In person. You would never accept no. that if they were there. So why do I tolerate it? Because it just happened to be in the middle of a supermarket. Yeah, exactly. It's just... It's it just... Like, it really bugged me. It doesn't make sense. It's mm. just... It's just... People need to calm down a little bit. And they've, they've got to stop scapegoating. Like... Oh. It's just... It's not... This is where that... This is what I spoke about a couple weeks ago. This is where that animosity comes from. We saw it... Uh, funnily enough... Not... I mean, not funnily enough, but... Uh, ironically enough, I, I saw the show Come From Away. Yes. Right? Uh, with Andy. And it was beautiful. It's about this uh, town in Newfoundland called Gander where 38 planes uh, on 9-11 were diverted. Like almost 7,000 people were diverted to the small town. And they basically opened up their homes and shared everything that they had. This mm. is a population at the time was like 9,000 people. They mm. just had 7,000 people. Their population more than doubled. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. Almost doubled. Um, and... You know, it was at a time where there was a, a couple points in the play where there was this character 
um, who was was a Muslim character, yeah. and there was animosity toward him because of what was happening in 9-11. Yes. It's like, well, you're a Muslim. That means you were responsible for this. Oh, so, yeah. you know, we're going to... And that's what happened after 9-11. All mm. the hate-mongering, mm. you know, everybody looked at, you know... And people still do it. It's they like, still do it. The, these, these are the people that are responsible. Guess what? They're not. Mm. There was a small portion of a certain population that did something yeah. that doesn't reflect the beliefs or who these people are. Same thing with this virus, right? Yes. This, whatever happened, however this thing started in wet market, wherever the hell it started, yeah. it's, you know, it, it doesn't reflect those people. It just reflects a small demographic, a small population, a small, not even population, a small pinpoint area of where this thing got started. And now it's spreading because of other people, yes. right? It's spreading because of all of us. Yes. It's not one person that's spreading this thing. It's not one ethnicity. You it's, know, it's not spreading from country to country all around the globe because of the local no. worker in the fish market who got it. It's spreading because we have the ability now with tourism and business travel to get around the world quicker than ever. That's it. And so there's this really interesting article or I, heard, I read about the flu in America during World War One in like 1918, which if people in the trenches fighting had yep. the mild case of the flu, they stayed there. Yeah. But if they had the bad case of the flu, they moved them away from the trenches to mm. the back line. And all of a sudden, for the first time in history, people who were really, really sick were mobile and able to move hundreds of miles. And that's how that flu spread. Yeah. Now, literally like 102 years later, we've got people who go into China. Yeah. They're there for a night. They pick up the flu. And they the next come back. thing you know, they're in San Francisco. Yeah. They're on the other side of the world. And sorry, it's not that poor farmer in China who's no. just doing fish and stuff that's spreading that. It's the business no. travel. And it's it, the... it could have happened mm. anywhere. You know, it's just a luck of the draw. So yeah. don't start hating one specific type of people just because you think you're on your high horse and, and you mm. think that this is how the thing is. You know, it's not one person's fault. Yeah. It just could have happened anywhere. It could have started in America. It could have started in Australia. It could have started in, uh, in India. It could have started anywhere. It really could have started. It was, it was that combination of you know, you've got um, avian or birds tend to pick this stuff up yeah, first. So yeah. lots of ducks tend to get it. You've then got pigs are a great transmitter of viruses yeah. to humans. Guess what? China has a lot of ducks and pigs because that is like the central part of the world. Mm. But that's just because there's a lot of people in China mm. now. I go back hundreds of years, it would have been somewhere else in Europe or something yep, like that. That's it. So it just is going to happen. Everyone's stressed about this thing right now. I think the request I'd have of everyone listening is that doesn't mean you need to compromise your standards. No. If you see someone spreading false information, if you see someone being racist about this and trying to categorize what is a problem for all of us according to one nationality, call them on it. Yeah. Assuming it feels safe if, to if do If it's so. safe, don't get into a fight with anybody. Yeah. It's very different me in the middle of the day, six foot two, yeah. Telling someone yeah. off in a supermarket yeah. queue. Don't go to the pub in the middle of the night and start. Don't do that. Sure. You know, you got to look after yourself. But don't let people just don't. At the very, very least, if you're in a group of people and someone starts talking like this and it's not to safe to confront them, just make sure the other people know that this is not okay no. and this might be something that you're tolerating. No. But if you can say something, try and do it and try and stop people being idiots. Mm -hmm. And if you're an idiot, stop being an idiot. Yeah, I also agree. If you're an idiot, that yeah, yeah. you know. Good call. Yeah. That was my little story. I like that. It was, yeah. that was like Zach's uh, soapbox. That's, uh, yeah. That's cool. Okay. Good for you. Yay, me. All right. So, 
I don't think there's anything else to talk about. No, I don't think so either. Um, stay safe out there, folks. Absolutely. Continue looking after yourself. Continuing sharing good vibes in the community. Like you said, we'll come back over the next couple of weeks with a few interviews, a few yeah. different things. If you've got any suggestions for stuff you'd like us to talk about, like Amy did with lunchtime workouts, yeah. drop it in the thing. We love content. Totally, yeah. yeah. And yeah, just stay positive out there. With all the negativity that's happening in the world because of this thing, be the positivity, right? Stay positive, look at the bright side, whatever's happening in your life, look at the positive spin that you can put on it, whether it's spending more time with family, whether it's, you know, spending, if you're if you're quarantined for two weeks, use that time to learn a new skill, yep. read a book, catch up on something. Let's be honest, we're all gonna binge Netflix. Exactly. Yep. So Netflix stock is going up, yep. just be positive, and just know that this too shall pass. So that's going to conclude today's episode of the Breaking the Barrier podcast, where we hope to inspire you to go above and beyond what you ever thought possible. We will catch you next time.